so I don't have all my thoughts together. I just pressed record on some thoughts that I've gathered over the last few days in a corporate job, which is really tough for me to do. I had to take it for now. Um, and who knows? I mean, I'm not really supposed to talk about it, but I am, so I'm here talking about it. And uh, thank God I can work from home now. Um, I had to work in office for the first few days, and I have so many questions about everything, about the contradictions, about society and COVID and rules and restrictions so this is just this is just a coffee session that I'm not sure if I'm going to release this as a podcast or not it might even be just like a little coffee talk thing because because Jupiter enters Pisces today and I'm really excited because I'm having a Jupiter return yay Jupiter okay so One of the things that has been a point of contention, even though I'm going to be a remote worker and I'm working for a pretty big corporation uh, associated with some other very big corporations, and yes, I am in the biology market, so biotech, biomedicine currently, and I've been out of the field for seven years, and now I'm in the field doing both stand-up and just trying to buy a new car and get to where I need to get to in the upcoming months. So I'm trying to make a decision on where I'm trying to get to. But a huge thing arose over the last two weeks and arose yesterday to the point that I had to just kind of sit down and think of priorities and think, should I just give him the middle finger and tell him to shove it? Or should I just keep on doing him doing Um, If I get let go, who the fuck cares, you know, (laughs) then I'll just figure out how to do what I love to do and work in a grocery store, which I've done, or work in a, you know, coffee shop, which I've done, or work on a farm, which I've done. It's like, at certain points when you work for a corporation and they, there's this feeling of like fear all the time. And I was sitting in office all day with a mask on, which is why I have these giant, zits at the bottom of my chin because I've just been breathing my own bacteria for the last, I don't know, almost two weeks. Um, And when I worked in a primate facility, I mean, we wore masks and we wore body suits or we wore, you know, the Tyvek suits. And I was always covered in welts um, and lines and, um, and sweat and cystic acne um, because your skin does not appreciate that kind of environment and I still have scars on my face from it so whenever I look at my face on the right hand side I've got these scars from these cystic welts that arose from working with uh, masks all day long um, in in heated labs for the primates because they're from hot temperatures so labs were very humid and you would sweat all the time and so you have a lot of uh of PTSD from those jobs 
Um, I was thinking yesterday, how do I make this funny? How do I bring out my life story? So I'm going to do these little chats and just kind of put them out uh, for the world to hear um, because I am back in science and I am having some memories pop through um, and you, you know, when you're in a corporate meeting, you have to be like really profesh. You have to be like real, real professional and like, can't really say your opinion, can't really voice what you're trying to say, but you really want to say the thing. And the, what's been the whole situation over the last two weeks is this vaccine. I am not taking it. That is my preference. And I don't make it a thing. I don't post about it online. Occasionally I'll write a tweet, but I won't be like, don't take it because it's to other people. I'll just post like, this is my opinion on it. But I would never tell somebody, do not take a thing for your health that you feel you need to do. Just like I couldn't tell somebody to get or not to get an abortion. Just like I could tell somebody, you know, don't take medicine for your mental health or do take medicine it's not in my fucking business what people do for their bodies so everybody's got a personal decision but for my personal decision at this time based on the evidence i will not be taking this vaccine i have people in my family that i'm very close to that take it my co-workers i had co-workers that very much wanted to let people know which vaccine like the thing is, the vaccine, in my humble opinion of observation, hold on, there's a boiling pot of water, in my humble opinion is, we'll do some ASMR on the, <laughs> is uh, being used as almost a weapon in and of itself. Um, and how is that not considered a mental, a mental, a psychological bioweapon? You know, how is that not a psychological mindfuck or a psychological sort of thing? So at work, they've been uh, our first meeting um, with other colleagues for like the welcome meeting was like, which vaccine are you taking and when and all this stuff? And it was like. A, you know, I've worked with heart and lung disease patients and I came up in the medical field. All my life I've been around doctors, nurses, in hospitals, in nursing homes with my family who are both nurses. And I myself have worked with medical patients. I myself have, you know, gone to my own, you know, OBGYN, dental, you know, just my own personal therapy, physical therapy, mental health therapy etc etc and we've always had to follow a HIPAA law um, no matter what a corporation a should never ask you in a group setting what your personal health situation is like that should always be a one-on-one message uh, a one-on-one meeting that you should have with your own manager behind closed doors or your own rep behind closed doors it should never be made to be a casual lunch getting to know you conversation that's nobody's fucking business so i don't know if this is kind of like a call to action because i feel like that this vaccine has been made to become just a casual like which one did you get sort of uh another way of 
of of psychologically controlling the population to think that this is a normal thing to ask somebody about their personal health. Is this vaccine important? That is up to every individual to decide for themselves. It is not up for a corporation to ask in a casual lunch meeting, nor is it for them to um, do the following. So I'm in this corporation and probably, you know, probably kind of skirting the line right now if this if this does get heard. But I, I just don't have any fucks to give anymore. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I've almost like, I'm here for a reason. And maybe this is the only reason that I'm here for. And I've been in far worse. So try me. Um, I allegedly, allegedly. So... I was asked in a meeting uh, again yesterday about the status of my vaccine and which one I was going to be taking and um, which one I would, you know, consider. Um, There are incentives to take a specific one and we'll just keep it there allegedly, possibly allegedly. All of this, this entire, all of the words that I have said in the last nine minutes and 19 seconds as well through this entire podcast is going to be an alleged podcast. So any words that I would be speaking are considered alleged words. So that being said, I was asked which one and, and, and we allegedly were getting emails about incentives to take a vaccine or to submit our data over and the company does have incentives if we were to take a specific one let's just say that so if employees are getting notice that they're going to get extra points or extra employee perks so they can buy like i don't know jeggings off the fucking website i'm not sure fucking uh a fanny pack uh with the company's logo um then i'm pretty sure managers were too i was sitting at the desk after this conversation and i just felt so exploited i was just like fuck like i've got to defend my body it feels like 2000 and fucking eight nine again when i had you know, been diagnosed with a ovarian cyst, had to get surgery, and then had been, they found endometriosis. And, you know, all my life, the pain that I was having, they were trying to like make it seem like they were STDs or something that I had done wrong. And I grew up in Maryland, which is fairly conservative. And I went to a fairly conservative college where there was zero gynecology education. Like it was just like super basic. And it was very, very sort of Christian based. And, um, you know, the the nurse practitioner there told me to um, use a tampon with lube on it to help me with, um, you know, any any pain that I was having, which later on when I had to get um, intervaginal physical therapy, um, my physical therapist was like, who the fuck are these people? And I was like, I know they're terrible. Um, they used abstinence only um, education talk 
uh, for a little bit at my college, but then they had uh, people complained and they had to change that over. And I was like, this is, this is 2004 people. We need to get it together. So those are the kind, that's the kind of shame based fucking gynecology is what I grew up in. So, um, I've got a lot of, of having to defend myself to OBGYNs and doctors in general who always misdiagnosed me as having STDs. And really the pain was something called endometriosis, which sits nicely on my ureter. So, um, I've, you know, had a lot of, uh, defending myself and sticking up for my, my physical health, my mental health, shame, lots of shame related to my body, um, from the actual, uh, job that should be protecting your body. Um, patient advocacy is something I had looked into, um, when I was in college, I was a med, pre-med, pre-vet, pre-law major, and when all the shit was going down, I was taking bioethics, and in bioethics, I was like, maybe I should just be a patient advocate, because I've had to be a patient advocate for myself for so long that I feel so bad for people who just, like, get misdiagnosed or mistreated by the system, and so I um, thought of that as a possibility, Um, And then I ended up working with primates after college. And I was like, maybe I should be an animal patient advocate. Holy fuck, this is terrible. But you should never have to feel, my point is, you should never have to feel like a patient in a doctor's office being reprimanded like you were a little baby girl from your manager because you're not, because they're asking you a remote who's supposed to be a remote worker by the way i'm on a requ- i was on a required 2 weeks in the office training where we sat in an office for 2 weeks at one point with three people then with two and i was like this is defeating the purpose just with a mask are you kidding me this is not going to keep people this is this is not designed to keep us safe this is not something about our health there's something else going on here and so I thought to myself just suck it up for these two weeks and then I was like you know what I'm going to ask for the last two days of these two weeks to be remote and you know what if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out because guess what I've lived in my car before I don't give a fuck, corporation. If your fucking people ever listen to this, I have 10 fucks left to give. 10 fucks left to give. Because here's the thing. A, a country doesn't own your body, okay? A country does not own your body. Another human being doesn't own your fucking body, okay? And guess what? A motherfucking corporation has zero right to tell you what to do with your own fucking body. They can provide the tools, say a COVID test. Say I work for a hospital. That's a different scenario. When I work for a hospital, we were required to have an MMR vaccine. And that is understood. I'm working with the population of Washington Heights and New York City, mainly Washington Heights. Um... And we were constantly working with lung and heart disease patients and MMR vaccine. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I don't want to put that, that stench out there. However, I am con- I've considered um, the data that, that, that many anti-vaxxers have out there. 
and I understand their arguments. I understand um, how that many vaccines are tied to autism. Um, but say I had an, you know, a dog um, or you know uh, that I rescued, I would definitely be getting them vaccines. Um, for myself, you know, I'm monitoring this COVID vaccine. Um, I'm monitoring what I know based on the training I've had in epidemiology, the training that I've had in medical sciences, the training that I've had in many years of research. And I'm just saying that for, for me, from my perspective, um, as somebody with a science background, I don't know what this particular vaccine um, is in the long term. And for somebody with endometriosis, who has thrown blood clots, who has had shedding of my uterine lining pop out of me onto the shower floor, who has bled all over my car seats while driving to comedy gigs on heavy flow days in tremendous amounts of pain while still doing Postmates, while still fucking getting to my gigs, has had bleeding down my leg, has had to throw away underwear because of my endo. Um, and very heavy flow, has been um, hauled over with cramps and still fucking pumped out work. Um, I'm saying that these are the reasons why my personal health is something that's super important to me to stick up for. And I should never have to tell a male manager who does not have biomedical or any form of previous biology experience or any form of md next to their name my personal reasons for not taking a vaccine allegedly 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 this should not and for the people who go you fucking moron take the vaccine nobody cares okay fuck you okay because i'm not saying you're an idiot for taking it i'm not saying you're an idiot for not taking it I'm saying for my personal needs and my personal reasons, based on my history with endometriosis, based on my history with the fact that the mRNA vaccine data is not out there, um, based on the fact that they already pulled the Johnson & Johnson vaccine twice, and I know that is not the mRNA vaccine. However, here is the reason why I'm saying this. A, the the fucking juice itself got got mixed up in the actual processing of itself so that had to so 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 that um actual batch of vaccines had to be pulled and then people were getting clots and that had to be pulled so it makes people a little wary especially when you've ha already had problems in the medical field itself then we go into the historic routes of, of experimentation on large populations such as with the Nazis, which is this, this is a very indicative time of what happened or a very, very eerily similar time to when the Nazis were making, um, you know, people wear the Star of David around very, very eerily similar to having a vaccine passport, which I don't know if anybody remembers, but real ID is still a thing, and real ID was being pushed into the population in like 2017, 2018. So when real ID was coming out, I was like, this is really interesting. It's about flying. They say it's about 9-11, but I wonder what's going on here. And then you look at sort of the broader perspective with this vaccine passport, 
Um, cause when I went to get my real ID, we barely had any identification. It really, nobody gave me people. I had to ask for a slip of paper before I left the MVA. So these are questions that I ask, you know, I, I sometimes think when these things happen and people come against me on something that I take a stand at, I go, oh yeah, I'm the dumb one. But then I, I go, but wait, you're, you worked if I were so dumb, okay, for those who listen to me like stupid fucking moron, take the fucking vaccine. Um, if I were such an idiot, I have uh, I've spent so many years in in research and I've seen some shit. I've seen testing on primates. I've seen testing uh we had a, a specific test I can't talk about, but what I'll say is in the in the female population of our study all of the female primates died through blood clots, blood out, blood to death. The only survivors were um, very, very um, f- like weighty, so like more of the huskier male primates that survived that study. And to watch um, the way the convulsions and the bleeding out and the death was really hard to watch. And I knew that it would would uh, uh, would be would would make sense later on down the road i mean this was back in like 2008 2009 i knew that this was terrible and it was awful to see and it was so painful and watching that suffering um because these are your homies they're like your babies you know watching your babies just blood clot and bleed out and die and uh i was like oh why am i in this situation i am a activist um, why do I have this job? And, you know, my reasoning for having the job was I was trying to do the right thing. I was a waitress after college, and this was the only science job hiring during a war, and I was doing war stuff. And, uh, you know, I think about it fucking every day, and I was like, one day I will have a voice to speak up for these babies. And this is my voice speaking up for us. Um... And based on my experience in science, our fundamental rights are being exploited and taken away one step at a time until even the most normal of normal routines will be what we feel. Oh, yeah, thank God I get to go to the grocery store. Thank God I get to thank the thank, thank the thank the state, thank the patriarchy for allowing me. And I mean patriarchy by like the powers that be. Thank the powers that be that I can get a coffee today on a Wednesday. Wednesday's my day to get coffee, you know? This has nothing to do with a virus. And I know this deeply because I just sat in an office with three people in the same room at a conference table, you know? Now have acne on my chin because, again, as I said, I'm just breathing in bacteria. I was trying really hard to keep my face clean, but I broke out. Um, you know, it, I, I don't know, should I say, a corporate gig is not an end-all be-all. I wrote this. I have tremendous, okay, so the thing is, for those out there, your corporate gig. If you're stuck in a corporate gig, I hope you're listening and you're like found this at some point that it's out there in the world. 
If you're in a corporation, it can feel like the end of the world because even last week I felt this pressure like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta hustle for these people. And I realized, well, I'm gonna work hard. I'm gonna do my job, but it is not the end of the world. And thank God I had the perspective from being on the road for so long by myself in the middle of nowhere. Because if I could do that in multiple states during a pandemic, and, you know, I treated it just like a lab. I used my lab experience to go on the road, to go into public places with truckers who are also trying to be the best they could be for themselves and just do the thing. And I had gone back and forth, like maybe I'm, have I spread this? I sprayed things down. I used my best judgment. I was in spaces without a mask at times um, for comedy. I tried my best is, is the best thing I could say. Um, but for the most part, I, a majority, like 98% of the time I was in PPE, um, which is a pretty high percentage um, when I was in public or in stand-up situations, especially if I was working. Um, and even when I did Postmates, I would spray my seats down. I would try my, you know, would tie up the bag. Um, sometimes I would use like a double bag, um, things like that. Um, and I did at times, like if I felt like it wasn't safe to just drive with people's food, I would wear a mask in the car. I know there's a lot of people that make fun of people wearing masks in the car, but ask yourself, are they delivering food? Because they might be delivering groceries or something like, or delivering something. They might be a delivery driver. Um, and in certain situations, I would wear a mask when I was driving just to be courteous on a karmic level to the people I was bringing food to. And then before I would uh, get the food, I would use my anti, you know, all my stuff and sanitizer and stuff like that. So just be really safe, as safe as I could. But my point is corporations, they don't own your soul. And they're my corporate job, and I'm saying this, if this manager were to ever for some reason find this podcast on anything, you're not a you're not my motherfucking doctor, and I should never feel that way. Um and so like just like any other job, it's a job. And no job owns your body zero job owns your body unless you're an athlete and you have to you know that's how you make your money and you have to test you know as an athlete or unless you are working with patients and this is a requirement of working with patients I totally understand doctors or or nurses or medical workers probably most are required to get this vaccine at specific points Um, makes total sense to me and it's everybody's personal decision. But a corporation telling you anything? No. Mm-mm. Are you going to be with me in 10 years? Because I'm not going to be with you. This is not a long-term relationship. I'm going to put that out there. This is a means to pay my bills. And you do not own my body. And I hope that if somebody has struggled with this, and even before the vaccine corporations have have a way of seeping into energy fields in my opinion and 
can really kind of fuck with people's brain, especially when there's like groupthink and people like yes manning, yes, 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 yesing each other, trying to outdo each other. Corporations can be really tricky at times. So this podcast is me putting my foot down for anybody that feels this way or has been pressured by their job to do anything they don't feel comfortable doing. And that doesn't include doesn't just include vaccines. Um, if you hear scratching, there are birds in the flu- it's I have birds in in the in the ceiling basically. Um, but been pressured by a corporation to do anything they don't fucking feel comfortable doing. Because at the end of the day, you have to sit with your own self. And if somebody makes you feel less than a human, that is not good. Um, It's one thing to play the game and do the thing because you're starting out a career. Um, But ask yourself, is this the one that you want to really put in the time um, and your soul work into? Comedy tests me all day, every day. But it is my passion it is my love it is my soul calling um i have gone back and forth on the intent uh before my accident when i was on the road i do think my accident was a wake-up call um the thing i was having trouble with was how does this help people that are that are in need or homeless am i doing the right thing and i realized i am because it gives me a way to speak the truth But also, I know that my ultimate goal is, you know, being successful at comedy is my passion, but I'm never going to leave people in the dirt. If I, and I've learned this the hard way and the tough way in that um, when you're treated poorly by others, you learn, do I become that or do I take that to a more lighter, do I bring light to it? Do I help the people I love? And so that's what I've learned over the the years is my intent now is to appreciate and know that one day I'll be in a position where I can really help those that I really care about and love and my voice will help me get there. So I hope everybody is safe. Nobody owns your body at all. Nobody owns your body And your body is your choice, okay? Lots of love. Take care.